Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Uh, this is Mike Lombardo, your host, the founder of Life Poured Out International. If you want more information about our ministry, you can go to www.lifepouredoutintl.org. A lot of free content um, there for you. Um, you can also scroll through the archives here on Charisma Podcast Network. You can go to charismapodcastnetwork.com and listen to all the shows that we've been releasing this year. Um, you can go to YouTube, type in Michael Lombardo. There'll be lots of live videos that I've done for the past few years that you would be able to um, just receive from. A lot of amazing ministers, teachers, pastors that have come on with me, um, and I believe you'll really be impacted by it and blessed by it. Um, but getting in today's show, again, I'm always excited for the show here. Um, I always have guests on the show that I love their heart, love their ministry, their message, really believe in what the Lord's doing in their lives. And so before we get into today's show, I want to break down a scripture really quick that I feel like encompasses the heart and the message behind what we're going to dive into today. But it's also one of my favorite scriptures um, along these lines and kind of in this in this topic, but it's Second Thessalonians 2.14. And I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation, as well as the New American Standard Bible, which are two of my favorite translations. All right, so 2 Thessalonians 2.14 says, and this is out of the TPT, To this end, he handpicked you for salvation through the gospel, so that you would have the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the New American Standard Bible, it says, For this reason, he has called you to our gospel, so that you may gain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. I absolutely love the scripture because it's saying, hey, listen, this is why you were called to the gospel. It was for this reason that you may share in, that you might gain, that you might possess the glory of Jesus Christ. And here on the show, um, we really want to break down what that glory actually is, give a little bit of definition to it. But in the Passion Translation, there's some great footnotes, and I want to read to you the footnote here from this um, verse. It says, to share in or possess. This is a Greek word which means an encompassing, a surrounding, or an encircling. Believers are brought within the perimeter of the glory of God through Jesus Christ, and there is nothing in the context to imply it is a future event, but rather a present enjoyment and participation in the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that there will be a revealing and we go from glory to glory, but this is saying, hey, listen, this is why you were saved. This is why you were called to our gospel, that you may gain the glory of the Lord here and now. There's a glory that we walk in here and now that we're going to dive into here on this podcast. So I want to get my guest in the show. Her name is Jennifer Evaz. She's a minister and an international conference speaker with a heart to equip the church and the supernatural and for raising up a passionate and effective prayer people. She is a regular contributor to Charisma Online, The Elijah List, and she's also been featured on several Christian television shows like Sid Roth at Supernatural, and she hosts popular podcasts called Take 10 with Jen, and she has authored several best-selling books. Jennifer lives with her husband, Ron, and their two children in Turlock, California, where she serves as the executive pastor at Harvest Church. Thank you, Jen. Th th thanks for joining me today on the show. Hey, I'm so glad to be on there on your show. Um, love the show. Thanks again for having me back. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure talking to you and uh, spending some time with you and everything. I love what the Lord's doing in your life and in your ministry. And I know I just shared a little bit about you, but maybe just for people who aren't um, acquainted with your ministry or what I love to hear on this show also is 
how like what was your story before and how did you first encounter the Lord? So maybe tell us a little bit about your ministry, but also tell us your story. Maybe a, you know, a condensed version of man, this you know, this is how I was before Absolutely. until I encountered the Lord. Absolutely. Uh, my husband and I have been at Harvest Church in Charlotte, California. Uh, for well over 20 years. We've been through a couple name changes, actually. Okay. Um, we we have two campuses in Turlock. Uh, we just pushed into uh, two uh, fellowships in two different cities uh, away from Turlock, and one of those cities, we're moving into a building um, pretty soon. So we're just looking like we're expanding around the region. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just the season for expansion for us, and we're enjoying ministry probably more than ever before. It's like Come the dreams on. are coming to pass. Um, but, but beforehand, uh, you know, I honestly, Michael, I never intended to be a Christian. Uh, I don't know if that was your story as well. I've read your story, yeah. but yeah. but for me, I, I never intended to be a Christian. I grew up as a Mormon um, and, you know, uh, Mormon Freemasonry um, dabbled in occultism, you know, like a like a lot of teenagers did. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just wasn't interested, but I, but I was desperate, Michael. Uh, things were getting very, very dark in my life. And like, there was a, literally by the time I was ending high school, there was a perceptible darkness around me. It was very spiritual. Yeah. I was having uh, encounters with demons, uh, you know, towards that mm-hmm. time, you know, that, that time frame. And desperation causes you to say uh, yes to things that you would never say yes to. And fortunately, mm-hmm. I had an uncle on fire for the Lord who invited my family and I, my mother, my stepfather, uh, myself, my sister, uh, to church all the time. And my mother, myself, and my half-sister, we, we actually went. And uh, this isn't a church that I would actually go to, you know, on a regular basis. But, you know, God met me there yeah. in that that. United Pentecostal Church, full vintage <laughs> dress, on. you know, yeah. <laughs> no makeup in the place. Uh, everybody <laughs> just running around like like crazy people. But but Jesus met me there, and I I knew His presence. Once He encountered me, I knew it was Him. Isn't that interesting that I could yeah. identify Him? Absolutely. I identified His presence, and um, uh, when one of the the ladies in the church noticed that I was being touched by God, she sat down by me and asked me do you want to give your life to Jesus? And I, I didn't quite know what that meant, but it seemed right. And I, I said the sinner's prayer. And then she followed up and said, do you want to get baptized in the Holy Spirit? And not knowing what that was, I said, yes. And I began to speak <laughs> in my prayer language. Amazing. And so I, it was just like full on from that point on. I just never, I never turned back, never turned back. That, that darkness lifted from me. And, uh, I, I just got sold out on fire for the Lord. But, um, I was really, uh, the, the supernatural, the spiritual realm was uh, wide open to me for probably a lot of, lot of reasons that would take me forever to set up, but really open to me. And as a result, um, I've just, I've just studied it, dived into it, uh, learned to be effective in prayer. And that's why I have the books that I do. Yeah. And just, yeah, briefly. So you, you wrote some books that have sold wonderfully mm-hmm. and it's kind of embodied what the Lord's taught you, especially when you first got saved. And I know you're big on the gift of the discerning of spirits, healing and deliverance ministry, yeah. prayer ministry. Can you just tell us um, right. about those those couple books if, if someone wants to go grab them sure. right now on Amazon or somewhere? Absolutely. They're, they're all out of my journey, out of my story. And the first book, The Intercessor Hand, The Intercessor's Handbook, was about prayer. I mean, I learned to pray. <laughs> when I got delivered from a spirit of sorcery my first year as a Christian, well, I learned to pray. I learned that there was a spiritual realm that I needed to understand. Mm-hmm. And prayer was the way I began to navigate that that realm. 
And I didn't realize that the Lord was setting me up for a greater kind of intercession. I didn't know it was going to go from the personal to the corporate. And, I, uh, you know, I was going to be uh, put into a place of ministry alongside my husband in a very difficult mm-hmm. uh, situation, difficult church, difficult city, that there was no other way except to pray through it. And so we learned some things. And so that's what that first book is about. But uh, in the midst of that, again, keying back to getting delivered from a spirit of sorcery, of all things, uh, you know, I was given a gift uh, by the Holy Spirit, the gift of discerning spirit, and I didn't know I had it because it was it was operating through me uh, in a sensory manner. It's not an intellectual. It doesn't, it doesn't come to you intellectually. It comes to you in your senses. That's Hebrews 5.14. Yeah. And a lot mm-hmm. of people don't know that, that he breathes on your senses to give you information. And so because we're more of a Greek thinking society, we're intellectual uh, in our, in our uh, analysis and our rationale, we, we often dismiss that gift because we don't understand how it's operating in us. And so uh, we, we misapply it, misunderstand it. But, but I think people are starting to grab hold of it. And, and so I began to work to language it. And that was my book number two, Seeing the Supernatural. It's all about the gift of the Spirit so you can be successful uh, and walk that out successfully. And then, um, you know, uh, did the third book, Glory Carry, is all about the glory of God. I love the glory of God. <laughs> Amen. Really all about that. So. And, my, and my listeners know because we, we talk about the presence, we talk about His glory continually and this is something that is always on my heart because when i got saved i just fell in love it was the weighty presence of the lord Mm -hmm. and went from a drug addict to a jesus addict and just one touch and just one moment and so even just like when people hear the word glory or they hear shekinah kabod like some of these words are thrown around just to kind of give us a little bit of a a context here as we talk about the glory of the lord because i really want to talk about the, the the book you released glory carriers give us a little bit of definition what what is the glory of God. What's the Shekinah? What's a Kabod? Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. Well, the glory of God is defined, uh, the simplest definition is the manifest, visible presence of God. You know, it's something you can see, it's something you will encounter, and it's always miraculous. Hmm. And so um, when there is uh, somebody is is healed miraculously, well, that's, that's an exhibition of the glory of God. When someone's delivered of a demon, that's an exhibition of the glory of God. And um, the glory, uh, you know, it, it has different expressions, just like the Holy Spirit. There are different gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, different expressions of glory. Um, and, and it's rooted back into the Old Testament. Uh, you know, when, you, when you know, we hear these terms, and people do throw them out kind of, kind of randomly and flippantly and forget to define them for the general community. And I think it's good we're having this discussion. Yeah. Um, you know, so for example, in the Old Testament, when when the Israelites were led led by you know the the cloud by day and the fire by night, well, that's the Shekinah glory of God. You know, um, not really a, a word in the Bible, but it was actually coined uh, and put together or presented by um, you know Jewish rabbis, and it's 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 an expression of the glory of God. But it has it has a root meaning. It means that um, uh, God has come to dwell with you, and so you you see the the modern. The modern expression of the Shekinah glory in, in, you know, the form of Jesus Christ, you know, I'm here to dwell with you. <laughs> so, yes. so when you experience that kind of expression, which, you know, some people, they, they say, well, that's just Old Testament, you know, or that's, that's, you know, we don't have that happening anymore. And that's so not true. There's, uh, there's so much testimony out there about the, about people who've seen the cloud. They've experienced the supernatural fire of God. They've seen it on buildings. They've seen it, uh, you know, uh, particular conferences that they'll, they'll, they'll drive up to the building. 
where the conference is at, uh, you know, church building or, or wherever it was, arena sure, or whatever, yep. and they'll see the flames of God on the building. And, you know, it's a supernatural fire. Um, you know, I was thinking of my friend um, uh, uh, Ken uh, over in Virginia, and when he was a, a young guy, he would go attend these services at his church, and people would call the fire department on his church because they would see flames on his church, and there was no flame. It was a supernatural flame. You, know, you see what I'm saying? That, that's a Shekinah glory, uh, you know, and, and then that cloud. It, it actually looks like a cloud, and, and when I wrote the book Glory Carriers, um, you know, I, I talked about this cloud from the, the, the viewpoint of, of pe- other people's testimony. I had never seen it myself, but I talked about from other people's testimony and what happened. And then after I wrote that book, I, I finally saw it for the first time myself at one of our institutes. And when, when that cloud rolled in and I saw it wow. move over the heads of the people, miracles started breaking out you know so so i yes i have essentially made the equation that when you see the shekinah glory that that's that's like there's going to be a release of the miraculous there's, there's yeah, miracles mm-hmm. going to happen in that kind of expression so so you know uh, amp up don't shut down <laughs> you know, that's sure. what, pretty much pretty much what it tells me it's it's, it's he's come to dwell with us He's come to dwell. Who who's he? God, all all powerful, all supernatural, uh, and he he's gonna he's gonna display his presence, his power. Yes. So you know that's what I've learned about the Shekinah. Um, it's just amazing. Absolutely, and I just I love it because you were talking about Jesus Christ being the manifestation of the Shekinah, and now he comes to live inside of us. And I love how we we have right. these we have these supernatural um, experience that God allows us. Like you're talking about a, a manifestation of the cloud, and and we're and we're going to get into some more you know wild um, amazing sure, man, yeah. you know, ma- manifestations of the glory. But like there there's a better covenant, and there's a greater glory than even what Moses experienced, you know, in in the wilderness, and the children of God experienced in the wilderness, because there was even like back then a separation where God was on the outside, and there was a place that they needed to go to get to God. But how it's 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 manifested a little bit different now, and there is still like amazing supernatural demonstrations, like you're talking about earlier. But there's also people need to understand when they feel a touch from God, when there's an overwhelming peace that comes over them, when they have. Chills down their spine when they feel warmth in their hands or when they feel electricity in their body when they have this 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 experience of you know seeing a vision or going into a dream and waking up feeling the presence of God that is the glory of the Lord and there's a oneness there those who join with the Lord are now one spirit with him it says in first Corinthians so now we are walking tabernacles of God we have that that union and no separation where we can experience the glory in our everyday lives and I I love that I love when it's on the outside of us and I love when you know amazing supernatural manifestations like that take place but I just love the fact you know some people like I'm, I'm you know they, they feel a little bit ripped off or gypped that it's not always the same way that it manifested in the Old Testament but it's like no no no, no. this is a, this is a better covenant enacted on better promises this is a greater glory than what Moses experienced there, there's a union that, that that we cannot run from he is Emmanuel with us Christ in us the hope of glory right. and so I just that that, that gets me excited <laughs> I know I had um, literally three sets of neighbors, like all three in a row nearby our house. They all got saved all all about the same time. <laughs> and they started coming to the church. Right. And it was so beautiful to to watch them as new Christians and to listen to them when in the worship service 
they would routinely feel the the goosebumps on. Mm-hmm. They, they would react with goosebumps uh, physiologically to the presence of yes. God, and to hear that, and it was so special to them. You know, and, and for many of us, you know, we're like, oh, been there, done that. And, and I just, I almost kick myself with, for having that attitude sometimes, you know. And, mm-hmm. and but, but for them, it was very, very special because that was sure. how they were identifying the, the presence of God. And they, they recognized it to be supernatural. And, you know, and it was just beautiful. As new, these new Christians, you know, all around us, goosebumps, we've got goosebumps. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and yeah. you know, I, just, I just learned to, to not lose my wow. And to not dismiss those things just because I've maybe seen some, we, we, we measure, you know, we, we measure things that we really shouldn't. We need to sure. take everything as precious. Yeah. My mom even would say, I can't get alone with the Lord without crying. I try not to cry, but I just, I'm always <laughs> yeah. crying. And I'm like, mom, that's okay. Tears are an out, you know, it's outward evidence of an inward work. The Holy Spirit is moving in your heart. You're so grateful. You're so happy. You're so you know, she's like, yeah, it's happy tears. I'm not miserable. I promise. And I'm like, mom, I know. Don't worry about it. But tears are so precious. Where it even right, says in the right. word of God that he that he keeps our tears, that he holds our tears. And it's just, I don't know. There's just so many different ways to experience the presence of the Lord and the glory of the Lord. Right. And I love how you shared how you got saved. It was in a church that maybe maybe it's not it's not the kind of church that you would go to today. But the Lord the Lord yeah. used that place and a woman that was very straightforward with you that shared salvation with you and shared the baptism of the spirit with you and like you experience the presence and the glory of the lord there and i just feel in my heart even right now there's so many churches all around the u.s and around the world that just it's just it's just in and out there's no pursuit of the presence there's no supernatural manifestations there's no gifts of the spirit you know being manifested and i know that your your church your ministry is all about that like when you encountered the glory how did that impact the way you do ministry and and what would you say to like people that are like i'm hungry for this but my church is just not not focusing on this maybe not even believe in this i that's that's a real dilemma uh that so many people are encountering is the hunger is exceeding uh the environment that Mm -hmm. that they are in perhaps um and so you know it just depends on where where god calls you i i know for myself that that experience in that that i call it a a church that was stuck in a time warp i'll be really honest Mm, and candid they're stuck in a pentecostal time warp and but but god used it you know my my life is the result of that time warped church you see what Mm -hmm. i'm saying so so i appreciate it and and but the thing is um that it marked me i i was like it marked me for the presence of god the spirit of god and it was the reason that, um, you know, I, I, I started attending a, a wonderful church. Um, I, I began to learn the word and get solid. You know, it was a great transitional time, but they didn't talk about the Holy Spirit. They didn't have, uh, they didn't have an expression of the Holy Spirit. And I hungered for it. So it, it began to drive me to search for um, another environment that I could, I could satisfy that thirst that I had. But you know what it really boiled down to, Michael, is um, by the time that searching was all over, it really boiled down to me being able to find his presence on my own, not, mm. not relying on my church, not relying on a conference, 
but but actually me connecting with the presence of God moment to moment because I, I begin to get this in this idea that that's what I needed. That's what it should be. I could yeah. find his presence in a good conference. I could find his presence in, in a, you know, a good church service. But what about me as an individual? And I began to realize that I had a relational gap. And so um, I began to search in myself and begin to find that encounter on my own and begin to learn connection with him moment to moment, day to day, and begin to learn what breaks it and what keeps it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, that's, that, that's awesome. And I know that there are so many things like... In, like when you got saved and you began to experience the glory of God and you began to hunger for the glory of God in your everyday life. I know there's there's biblical things like deliverance, inner healing and all these. Yeah. Is, it, is it something that just came natural or is it something that you pursued? Because I know there's people that are saying, oh, yeah, I've, I've experienced God here and there at conferences and all these different things that you're talking about. But and I know you said now 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 you've you had to find this relational level with the Lord, had to pursue him by yourself. So there was there was definitely a level of pursuit and intentionality here. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. Yes. Well, there was there was two things that were driving me. Of course, I I got marked with his presence right at the onset, you know, and I that was a divine setup, I believe. Yeah. And so that marked me. Uh, the 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 second thing is, um, you know, I I ended up getting delivered from a spirit of sorcery. I've shared that in a lot of different uh, places uh, about a year into my Christianity, and you know, um, it just wasn't the typical. It wasn't, <laughs> this is what, yeah. wasn't what my friends were experiencing. And so it just put me into a whole different, I don't know, a whole different desperation and a whole, mm-hmm. a whole different search. Um, and then, you know, as you mature, you begin to realize and see all the people around you who need deliverance like you did, and there's yeah. no answer for them, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they need healing and they need all sorts of things. And I, I would step out on the word because the word says you lay hands on the sick they'll recover. If you're a believer in Jesus, you will cast out demons. It says that, but how come when I would, I would step out on that, it was hit and miss. And I got very mm-hmm. frustrated with that. And I would say, I said, there's a gap here. And, and why is there a gap? I, I believe the word more than I believe my experience. Does that make sense? Some people, they, they dial down the word to the level of their experience. Yes. And I, I just knew that that wasn't true. I knew the word was what my experience should be, that I was I was in this gap. And so um, I, I started observing um, what people said, uh, people of reputation, people who walked in the miraculous on a consistent basis, people I respected. And they all said the same thing. They said, the Holy Spirit's my friend. And when I heard that uh, consistently and just, uh, you know, across the board, I began to pursue the Holy Spirit in friendship, uh, not knowing what I'm doing. Remember, I, I didn't grow up as a Christian. I didn't grow up Pentecostal. Sure. I didn't grow up in yep. any of this, so I don't have any grit at all. And I just is like, Holy Spirit, I don't know how to be your friend. Uh, will you teach me how to be your friend? And so I just began to pursue him like that. And over a period of time, I remember, I remember the day, Michael, when he, when he walked into the prayer chapel, when I was just calling out to him on that, that one thing again and again. And he walked into the prayer chapel in an identifiable way. And he really, it's like he came and he rested upon me, you know, kind of like Isaiah 11, 1, uh, 1 and 2. And, and he rested upon me and I, and I could identify it. I could, I could, you know, it it had nothing to do with, you know, him. It was very different than him coming to live on the inside of you as Mm -hmm. a new believer. That's one thing. That's, you know, that's salvation. That's, he's the guarantee of your salvation. You know, he's there. He doesn't leave. But this was different. He came and he rested upon me. 
And that, that right there was the change. That was the turn. And that's when I began, you know, it, it closed the gap. And so I began to notice when he was there and when he wasn't there, and I began to figure out why mm-hmm. that I was, I was breaking connection with him. Uh, a lot of times it was my internal attitude, you know, things that nobody saw within my own heart. Um, my criticisms, my judgments, uh, things like that. It was just, he, he wasn't going for that. Um, I found out relationship with the Holy Spirit. You can't fake it. You can't be superficial. Yes. Um, you know, you can't sm- smile on the outside of you and, you know, frown on the inside. You know, you know, we do that with people and you can't do that with the Holy Spirit. And so it really shaped me to, to sh- shift my attitude, the things that he was pointing out line by line. So that we would have that connection and our connection would deepen. He, I, I asked for friendship. What does this look like? And he began to teach me. Yeah. At the same time, though, the miracle started. The miracles began, began uh, to come consistently and become stronger because I began to carry his presence. I began to learn how to carry his presence. Does that make sense? But it was all in the context of friendship and a lot of behind the scenes stuff that, that nobody knew and a lot of wrestling matches. You know, with the Holy Spirit wrestling down that attitude and wrestling down that that uh, that issue in my life that you know I, I either didn't want to surrender, I didn't know how to surrender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you know, even just going to Bible school and traveling the world, doing missions, going to Heidi Baker's mission school, you meet so many people that are hungry for God, that want to do ministry and want to be missionaries. And I remember in Bible yes. school specifically meeting people that were just after the gift. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like God puts desires in us. It says pursue love, but desire earnestly the spiritual gifts, especially that you would prophesy. So he tells us in scripture that we should be hungry or earnestly desire, you know, the gifts. But there's something about going after his heart and then seeing a manifestation of his hand. Like I would read, you know, there was evangelists that were always going on the streets, preaching in the homosexual bar district. And I was going out with these evangelists and we were, you know, you know, praying for people on the street and seeing, you know, miracles and amazing things take place. And it was like, there was, there was a group of guys that just were in love with Jesus and were doing that out of the overflow of their heart. Yes, they were hungry to see the stuff and the miracles, but it came out of an overflow of a love relationship between them and the Lord. And there was the guys that were just after the power. They were just after the miracles. And you would see over time, these guys begin to weaken, fall into temptation and sin, kind of fall off mm-hmm. the map because that's what they were after. Right. They were after the power. They were after the encounters. They were after the hand of God. And I would always just say like... I wouldn't even want to do the commission, the great commission, if I wasn't in love or had a relationship with the great commissioner. Like, I want his heart, and therefore, because I prioritize his heart, because I prioritize my relationship with him, he then anoints me to walk in his word and walk in his ways. And I think that's that's really the purest form in how God wants it. Like, he'll use anyone that is willing to be used. That's why if you're not after his heart, he'll still ma- he'll still manifest his hand because he died for that and you're hungry and you want to be used. But there's something so pure about what you just said about developing an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit as as your life source, as the foundation of your life, and then seeing miracles take place from there. I love that. Absolutely. It's 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 really where it's at for me. I, I can't I don't have the strength or the motivation um for the warfare. Uh, yeah. without the, the yeah. you know, the direct connection with the love of God, that, that constant infusion of his love, because, you know, I, I, I just, I walk a dangerous game. I, I walk a dangerous road. I, I freely admit that I've, I've chosen that life with the Lord, 
Um, intercessors, you know, those who, that are the, the diehard intercessors will, will tell you that this is how it is. And, and I, I've chosen that, but his love sustains me. It's, it's, it's not just like, like a, a, a light thing. It's a very, very deep thing. And it, it calls me, it, it, yeah. it, it wakes me up. It, you know, it keeps me on track because of his presence in those dimensions. And, and, um, you know, it's, so, so I won't, I won't trade this anything I, I really won't i don't care what happens i don't care what the price is because i i've tasted that yeah is that when you started to i know you're saying you had that encounter where you feel like the holy spirit came and he and he rested on you yeah. and you began to see manifestations of the miraculous is that when and i know in in the word it's very clear and very apparent where it talks about deliverance and healing and you know raising yeah. the dead and doing all these things that jesus clearly walked out and the church uh clearly walked out in the book of acts and beyond but when like when you start talking about you know, wild manifestations of God's glory in your book, Glory Carriers, yeah. about supernatural weight yeah. loss or laughing in the spirit <laughs> or gold tea. Like, is that when that started to happen? And how did you react to that at first? And just just share with us your heart, because I know for me, when when divine laughter hit Christ for the Nations Institute and people were rolling around laughing, I thought it was crazy. And I was like, I'm not going to fake it and I'm not going to try to fit in and fake it. But at the same time, I walked away saying, Lord, if this is you, I 100% want it. I want everything that you died for me to have and if this is you I want it and it took a couple weeks I wouldn't fake it I wouldn't try to put it on or manufacture it but I remember the joy of the Lord hit me in my room and I was rolling around on the ground for about an hour and a half laughing hysterically and I couldn't stop and from that point on the joy of the Lord became a fruit that I've received and it became something that's like just was was in my life regularly but at first like how do you how did you react to that when you began to see wild (laughs) manifestations you know it it, again I wasn't I wasn't seeking the manifestation for the manifestations, yeah. but I was more after, you know, people being free. That, that was where I was at. I, I, yeah. I hate it when people are stuck in bondage, they need deliverance and we don't have what we need to see, you know, a kid get free of autism or, mm. or, you know, somebody in a, in a wheelchair getting out of that wheelchair. And I realize there's a lot of factors, but you know, I wanted to carry what, what I want to do my, my work and do what I was supposed to do so that I can deliver that, you know, um, at, you know, in those situations. And I'm, I'm not there yet, Michael. I really, mm-hmm. I really feel like there's a lot more that can happen through my life. But at the same time, uh, you know, when you carry the presence of God, he's supernatural. And so there's no getting around this one fact is that, that when you have a relationship with the spirit, his super gets on your natural and it, there will be a demonstration yes. that, you know, there won't, I can tell, who you've been with by the demonstration. I, I, mm. I can. You cannot fake a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You just can't. And I, it, people try it all the time. And I'm like, I'm like, you can't do it. There will be a demonstration somehow, some way. But I, I thought it would go, for the most part, a certain direction, you know, to be honest with you. And I always realized that I can't control this. I just got to flow with it. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, strange miracles started in my, in my book, not to God, maybe not to others, but strange miracles started happening. I started, I started getting the keys for, it's all scriptural too. And I, I, you know, I, we don't have time to go into all of it, but, but the keys for supernatural weight loss, it's actually all in the word, you know, and the Lord showed me like ABC, these are the issues teach them this and, and the miracle will break out. And I've seen people just, you know, drop several, several pants sizes, dress sizes, you know, in the conferences. And I've seen people get, 
gold teeth on their wisdom, gold on their wisdom teeth, which it just just freaks me out, Michael. They, they you know, they're just <laughs> yeah. like these, it freaks me out, you know. Sure. Or the, I, the latest has been, you know, and I don't even know how how it just started. It just all of a sudden I just felt it and it was there, and I I can't make it happen unless I feel it. But but I'll feel it, and and I'll I'll just tell people, you know, check your bank account. And then I'll tell them, okay, the Lord's going to do a miracle right now. Now check your bank account again. And people start getting money in their bank account supernaturally. The numbers will just change. I've seen wow. up to $5,000. I mean, just, you know, several thousand dollars. And so I, I just can't explain these things. I just go with it. And I just let God be God. And isn't, I, think, I think that's what we need to do. Um, but I, I'm still after some other stuff, to be honest with you, where, where my, my heartbeat is, but, but I'm, I'm learning to just flow with him and this is what he's doing right now. And there we go. So, yeah, yeah. When I, when I first got saved, I had a, I had a chunk of money saved up because actually when I stopped doing drugs, I was able to save money. It was a, it was a miracle. Yeah. It was, it's crazy how much money you spend when you're, when you're strung out on drugs, but I got saved and I started to save money and I went to Bible school with a bunch uh-huh. of money and the Lord, I saw a scripture that said, if you have the gift of giving, give liberally. And so when mission trips are going on and I was, I was going on mission trips and when, and when mission trips were, you know, being funded and people were asking for support, the Lord had put on my heart, give this amount and give that amount. And I remember I got down to right. like, I got down to like bare knuckles. I supported my mission trip. I supported several other mission trips and sewed. And I remember all I had was uh, a couple thousand left in my account. And that was going the motor vehicles I, I had saved in my account because I was drinking and driving before I got saved and I had my last payment. And so I couldn't touch that. Right. And I remember right. I remember calling motor vehicles and making a payment over the phone with my debit card and like just saying, God, I trust you. Like there's going to be zero dollars left in my bank account after I do this. And I trust you. And um, I did it. And then a few days later, I checked my account. The money was still there. And I was like, okay, well, you know, that'd be great if this was you, Lord, but I'm going to call them just to make sure. So I called them up and I called them up. Yeah, I called them up and they were like, you know what? Um, We have your money. We're good. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe does it take a couple weeks to come out of the account? Like, no, this should come out of your account immediately. And so I was like, all right. So I hung up the phone and I waited another week or two and the money was still in my account. And so I called them again and they were like, listen, you don't got to call us anymore. We have your money. It's paid in full. It's paid in full. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't know if the money went out and God put the money back in or I don't know if he just paid. I don't care how it happened, but it was it was a miracle. And I lived off of a supernatural $2,000. But it's just like there is I just love how, you know, that'll just blow people's minds, too. It's just like, you know, how, how did God do that? You start getting real heady and you start wondering how, why and all of that but you just yeah when you're a child of god mm-hmm. you just have to be childlike and you have to just it's a walk of faith and he's miraculous and he's always going to blow our minds and he's always going to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine according to the working of his power within us and it's just the lord i just think he loves to break our bubbles and just tear down our religious boxes that's what i'm learning is that and and what i'm teaching is that we have to to lay down our need to understand and and rationalize it and try to package it we just have to lay that down because he's a god without limits and i think that's really the message 
in, in these miracles, at least what's been happening uh, in my ministry, especially this past year, they've just been like, you know, people say, well, what's the point of that? And I'm like, I don't really know. And I don't, I don't need to explain it. Um, we'll just, we'll just celebrate what God is doing, you know, yeah, and they want yeah. to like rationalize and, and tell God what he can do and what he can't do and why. And I think that's the most arrogant attitude that we could possibly have, um, you know, to treat them the miraculous like that. And, and just, just let God be who he is. There's always a message in those miracles. And I think if we would, we would, you know, even if it's simply, you know, he's a God without limits, that, that's a good message that I think we can run with, you know, and build Absolutely. on. And, and at the same time, you know, recognize that, that God will do um, uh, through you, uh, if you have, if you pursue this relationship with him, uh, with the spirit of God, you know, miracles are just going to flow. You don't have to strive. Um, you know, and I, I think that what I want to tell people is like, stop striving for that. Just go after him and it'll just happen. You know, you'll, you'll just carry it. And, and that's, that's really the, the whole message of the book, uh, glory carriers is, is like, like go after the relationship. You know, we, we've been pursuing, I don't know, we've been pursuing power for the sake of power and ego. I, I don't know what, what's driving that. I don't know if it's pride. I don't know if it's competition. And I'm like, we've got to stop that. That doesn't work and it doesn't last. There's a scripture that, I, I, first of all, I agree 100%. And there's a scripture that I just popped into my head and I just love it because it's just <laughs> so straightforward, like God is God. But it's Psalm 135 verse six. And it says, well, this is five going into verse six. For I know the Lord is great. Our Lord is above all gods. The Lord does what he pleases in the heavens and on the earth, in the seas and all the depths. And I just, I love it because it's like, okay, the Lord's great. He's above every God. He's he's above everything. And he does what he wants. <laughs> you know, right. and, and who, are we, right. who are we to question him? And it's all to point to Jesus to say, you know, he, he is God. Jesus is in our midst. He's saving lives. And it's, you know, and a lot of times, like you said, when there's a manifestation of the cloud or there's a manifestation of laughter, it's people being delivered from depression. It's it's miracles so taking much, place in yeah. people's bodies. It's 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 unto purpose. It's not just right. to giggle and to you know and to make a you know a public show. It's it's literally for the transfer. You know, it's, if if you, if you look past the the theatrics, it's literally it's it's for the transformation of hearts. And, you know, absolutely. and your ministry carries this so well, Jennifer, and I really believe that your books are an incredible resource. And I want to get into a time of, of, um, yeah, you know what? Well, let's, let's pray first and then we'll, and then we'll give, sure. give an opportunity for you to share, but whatever is on your heart, Jennifer, I just really feel on my heart. Like, like we're talking about, there's people that have pursued power that have pursued gifts or even just pursued ministry, just promotion yeah. in ministry um with with a lack of oil with a lack of holy spirit communion and communion intimacy there's just people that are striving and they're burnt out and yeah you know, however you feel led to pray but i just i want to give you that platform absolutely um uh, you know let me exhort real quickly it's just i if this is you i just want to encourage you that that um to if you can go ahead and let go of striving um, you won't get promoted on your own merit. God is the one who promotes, but he is, he is ready to promote you. It's not that he's holding back. Um, and, and so let's, let's put first things first. Um, so Lord, Lord Jesus, I just come before you and I just, I just ask on behalf of those who are listening to this podcast, um, right now and and even even later on those are going to pick up the replay 
and and Lord, I pray over their hearts, Lord, that that whatever is driving them into striving, that that Lord, the axe would go to the root of that, and Lord, it would be put to death, and Lord, that that a real and genuine love relationship would emerge. Touch them with your love and mark them with it, where 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 they would those dimensions that they've never known existed and Lord that that it would change uh, it would change the motivation it would change their why behind the what I know Lord that your your power is without measure that you are ready to empower your church but you 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 want to do it in the context of relationship so I pray Lord that that would that thought would penetrate the heart and Lord, there be a harvest of, of lovers that emerge who, who hear this message. And Lord, that you would grace them with your, your, your power and people would see that demonstration from the right place, the right motive in your name. Amen. Amen. I, the Lord just reminded me right now of a time, maybe it was eight or nine years ago, and I was at the altar, Cindy Jacobs, um, called a bunch of people up at the altar. And as soon as I got to the altar, she was ministering and prophesying over somebody else. When I got to the altar, I literally began to feel like tingling in my hands and in my feet, um, like, like, like pins and needles, but like kind of like an electric feeling in my hands and feet. And I knew the Lord wanted to do more, but I was holding back. I know I was like almost clenching, like, like in my heart, just like holding back, like, Lord, if I fall backwards right now, I'm going to get hurt. Like, what are you, (laughs) what are you doing right now? I'm going to look crazy. And then I remember my friend was behind me and I just said, man, if I fall backwards, catch me. And I remember I just, <laughs> I just told the Lord, have your way. And I just opened up my yeah. heart and I got slammed to the ground and I felt the electric right. power of God from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I've never been under the power of God to that degree before. And I remember, and it wasn't oh. just about the feelings. It wasn't just about the, you know, the power. It was the Lord spoke to me on that floor some of the most dynamic identity uh, destiny words that he has ever spoken to me. And it set the course of my ministry and my life. And so there was purpose in it, but I just, as you were praying, I just felt in my heart, tell the people that they're going to, they're, they're going to feel heat in their hands. They're, they're going to feel a warmth yeah. in, in their heart. They're going to begin to feel tingling or they'll, they'll, they'll just feel peace, just serenity and peace just come over them and don't resist. I just believe a prayer that the Lord wants you to adopt. Maybe if yeah. you're, if you're in a church service or a conference and there's things happening that are just unexplainable and you're getting in your head, or if you're alone with the Lord and he's speaking something to you or he's doing something in your body, you just need to tell the Lord, Lord, have your way. Lord, just do what you have to do. Have your way. Don't close yourself off and question him and give him how come how come this or, or why now or, or or what in the world is this and try to figure it out just literally open your heart and say daddy have your way in my life whatever it looks like no matter how dumb i look no matter you know it just you know because people think like oh did it you know try to save face but no just just say lord have your way and he will speak to you it will be dramatic it will be powerful and i believe the lord just wants to do something so dramatic in your heart and in your life and so, um, amen. I just th- thank you, Jennifer, for amen. joining me today. 
I really, it's always a blessing talking to you and hearing more about your ministry and everything that you're doing. And I really love your resources. I read uh, Seeing the Supernatural and how you talk about in that book, The Discerning of Spirits. And I believe that gifts on the rise, God's really highlighting it. People are learning to walk in it. I believe it's a critical gift in the body. And so how can people connect with their ministry and get a hold of these uh, resources you have? Well, you can go to jenniferevaz.com. You can, you can get it uh, at the resource tab there. Or you can go into any of the, the digital resources online, uh, a lot of the bookstores, um, and, you know, like Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Uh, you, can, you can get them there. And so um, really, really accessible. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time, you know, in this busy season thank and you. everything that you're doing. I really yeah. appreciate you. I bless your ministry. And um, thank you, listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in week after week, um, for tuning into Awaken Podcast. Leave a review, subscribe to this podcast on Charisma Podcast Network, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that podcasts are listened to. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Until next time, bless you guys. Bless you.